Good morning. Welcome to the 49ers Morning After Show with your host, Grant Cohn, Ryan Hensley. Niners just won a game. They just beat the Los Angeles Rams, and now it's time to ask if, if we need to forget everything we thought we knew about the 49ers. We're going to go systemat- systematically through the roster, and there are some things that I'm definitely changing my opinion about. I'm not going to tell you what yet. You'll have to w- wait and see. Starting with um, the whole team. The whole team, they were 3-4 and four on a two-game losing streak, two back-to-back blowouts, essentially. Losses by double digits. It was looking bad. And then the Rams come through and make the Niners feel good about themselves again, like the Rams really always do. And now I want to know, has your opinion of the Niners changed? I mean, yes and no. Uh, mostly no. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. is like uh, the 49ers have beat the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Panthers. The Rams twice. Those are the three teams that they beat. They have four wins. Uh, the Rams don't look like a good team. They don't look like the same team that uh, won the Super Bowl last year at all. They lost a lot of really good players. Uh, Matt Stafford looks different. So, you know, and Kyle Shannon has shown, you know. They look eight. like a bad team, actually, the Rams. They look, they look yes. like one of the worst teams in the NFC. They look really bad, uh, yeah. especially offensively. I mean, and defensively. They are just look yeah. bad all yeah. around. They can't uh, tackle and they can't block. Other than that, they're a really sound team. <laughs> yeah, they got yeah. they got one good weapon, which is uh, Cooper Cup. Um, beyond that, what do they have? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> so nothing. They, yeah. they're not. You know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's a Super Bowl team from last year," but it's a shell it's of a Super Bowl team. It, it, them and the Panthers are two of the worst teams in the league. Yes. And the Niners, that's that's seventy five percent of the Niners wins. Yes. The other then, win is over the Seahawks, which is interesting because they're actually a good team. Well, they look good. They look good on, on paper. They look good. And, you know, they're riding, you know, the wave right now. We'll see how it plays out for them. Uh, you know, the good thing that, about the Seahawks is they're putting up points more than the 49ers are, but their defense is really, really bad. Um, so I'm, I'm not, you know, decided on the Seahawks, whether those guys are legit or not yet. So I, I don't know. I'm still out on that. What do you think about the Seahawks? Well, we're gonna fi- we're gonna come to the Seahawks. I want to stick with the Niners for a second because it feels like just the way the last two weeks happened and the way this win happened with you know Christian McCaffrey going crazy, a lot of Niner fans are saying like, man, you know, like I saw Ryan Clark. He's not even a Niner fan saying the Niners and the Eagles are the teams to beat in the NFC. Like that may be, but if you only came to that conclusion because of the latest win over the Rams, I got to question how closely you're looking at this team because just a month ago the Niners beat the Rams by 15 and now they beat them by 17 the Rams suck so I I feel like the Niners you know were two months in and they haven't really been tested the one test they got they failed failed. now they did beat the Seahawks but that was week two and the Seahawks have won three in a row now they seem to be improving I'm not going to change my opinion I'm open I'm open to changing my opinion about the Niners but not after they beat the Rams. I mean, the Rams suck and the Niners own them. Yeah, I mean, and then look at the teams they lost to outside of the Chiefs. They lost to the Bears, the Broncos, and the Falcons. And the Bears and the Broncos are horrible. Right. And they lost to them. Uh, and the Falcons are horrible. Like you said, they've, they've, they've really played one legit playoff team this year, maybe. I don't know, which is the Chiefs. And they did horrible. Lost. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you look at the rest of the schedule for, for the season. They're not playing too many Super Bowl con- or Super Bowl contenders or playoff caliber teams, so 
it's going to be crazy because the, the, the regular season schedule ended up, we all thought it was pretty tough going into the season, but it looks like it's pretty easy. Um, and so when they, if they do make the playoffs, which they probably should, um, they're going to be facing the toughest competition they faced all year in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to point out that the Rams and the Panthers have like combined for seven double digit losses this season. So yeah. those teams are when they lose, they're really bad. They'll just I mean, yeah. And uh so I guess yeah, I we gotta see more from the 49ers. It's a nice it felt good. I mean, I feel like it was a very cathartic experience. It got rid of the two it was a blowout win after two blowout losses. McCaffrey looked good, and Niner fans can go back to fantasy mode, which is Man, imagine when Debo comes back and Jimmy Garoppolo gets better and Kyle gets better and the offensive line. Like, you can get back to how great is this team going to be? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, It would also help if they could play the Rams every time. (laughs) Right. And I think the, you know, I think the they have a lot of good pieces coming back after the bye week. A lot of people are coming back. And so that's great. Um, My concern with the 49ers, why I'm cautiously optimistic and I'm hopeful, but – it's two reasons. It's, it's Jimmy and Kyle. Uh, those are the reasons why I'm a little hesitant to, to say my opinions have changed with the yeah. 49ers. Uh, you know, those have been my two biggest doubts all year. It's not the defense. It's not the talent on offense. It's not the weapons. And, you know, CMC does. He is a difference maker. And so, uh, you know, that that does give me a little bit more confidence. But we still have Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. And despite his amazing game yesterday, he has shown in the past um, – that he can be, you know, he's average at best. And yesterday he had a great game. Uh, you know, I'd give him an A. I think you gave him an A. Um, but we've seen him some have some D games and some F games and usually around C games. So I, I don't know. The question is, is Jimmy overall a better player now? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Has Kyle learned from his mistakes in the past? I'm not convinced of that part yet either. So Yeah. Dries415 says, you tell him, Grant. Love the show, dog. Thanks, man. Um, appreciate you. See, Turley says, I'm on my flight from LAX right now. Hope you make it back. Okay, Grant. I did make it back. Hope you make it back. Okay. Going to start creating content. Would love to corab- collaborate. All right, man. Let's let's talk about it. I got a lot in my plate right now, but I'm sure we could work something out. Trade for Isaiah Wynn. Um, I don't think the Niners can make any more trades. They have no more picks. I don't That's think right tackle, right? Yeah, but maybe they should because Mike McGlinchey's the worst player in the team. Um, but we don't need to talk about Mike McGlinchey right now. We all kind of agree i think yeah. about that we, you alluded to it a minute ago jimmy garoppolo has your opinion of jimmy garoppolo changed i mean he did just have a really good game against the rams and he has a new weapon who he seems to you know their skill sets kind of align uh no my opinion hasn't changed to jimmy uh amazing game good game for him having cmc is huge it's a it's a great crutch for Jimmy, and then you get Debo back. I mean, he has a ton of weapons. He might have the best weapons in the NFL, honestly, what I'm thinking about. I don't know. Maybe there are other teams, but 49ers have the best offensive weapons. George Kittle, Brandon Ayu, Debo Samuel, and now Christian McCaffrey. I don't know if I'm missing someone else. Juice, maybe. Ross Dwelly. Um, but honestly, like he has the best weapons in the NFL. And so he's going to have games where he looks good. But Jimmy hasn't really changed. What I like is that he's taking deep shots. Now, his deep passes look the same as they always have, a little short, except for in the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> All his passes seem to be really short. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, he, he would have had a touchdown. I think Trey Lance has a touchdown there. Obviously, that's speculation. And then, you know, Ramsey dropped, touched the ball twice. Could have been interceptions. 
Um, so, you know, is, I don't think he's changed. I think he had a great game, a little bit of luck, but overall really good job by Jimmy yesterday. But, you know, we've seen the cycle they post on Twitter and how it evolves with Jimmy. You know, he has a really good game. We get excited and uh, against a bad team. And then, you know, the inevitable happens. So uh, as a fan, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But, you know, history kind of tells us the future. Yeah, I, like – he did throw the pass to Ramsey yesterday, and Ramsey dropped it. He always throws one to the other team. You just got to catch it, or you drop it. They dropped it. Um, no, Jimmy Garoppolo. It was a nice. It was a nice effort, but it's like he's done it to the Rams a million times, and there's a reason he can do it to the Rams. Uh, most teams will take away that short passing game from Jimmy Garoppolo eventually. Good teams, and the Rams just don't. I guess they're built to like make you dink and dunk, and they can be beaten by a horizontal passing game. They can't tackle. Their DBs cannot tackle. I mean, they can't tackle Debo. They can't tackle McCaffrey. Once yeah. one of the Niners guys gets in the open field, like, they're screwed. So this is a, a good matchup for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And he faced the one offense that's frankly worse than his. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had two. I think the pass to <clears throat> Christian McCaffrey was really good in the end zone, but – I think Nick Bosa said he doesn't even know if that was to Christian McCaffrey. It could have been to – I think there was Kittle in the back corner also. I don't yeah, know. Two guys open. Yeah. Two guys then, open. Uh, right. And then yeah. uh, Kittle – the pass to Kittle in the back of the end zone was really nice. Uh, the last touchdown to Kittle. Um, but, you know, most of his passes were pretty simple, pretty easy, you know, short, outside stuff. Um, so, no, I don't have a different opinion to Jimmy Garoppolo. I do think, you know, seeing him for so long and how he's advantaged – handled all the adversity, all the criticism. I do respect Jimmy Garoppolo as a person. I think he's a really good dude, good person. Um, you know, but he's just kind of like an average quarterback and he's going to have bad games, he's going to have good games. And, you know, there's a little bit of luck involved. I think sometimes as sports analysts, you know, we are so quick to, you know, like the Warriors could lose a game by a point or any team. They could lose by right. a point and all of, a, all of a sudden they're horrible. They yeah. win by a point and they're amazing. It's kind of like what, right. what I see with Jimmy, you know. If, if that ball's intercepted, um, he could have had a couple of balls intercepted, honestly. The one that was short to Ray Ray could have been intercepted. Yeah, that wasn't a great throw. Yeah. So if those are intercepted, uh, it's a different ball game. So it's a little bit of luck, but that doesn't mean he's awful. It doesn't mean he's horrible. It just means he's Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I, I thought he had a really good game, even though there were a couple things that could have been intercepted. Like, okay, that's, that's for most quarterbacks. He really did play a very efficient game. but And so I gave him an A. Like, but it's just one game. Does this one excellent performance against the Rams mean that he's suddenly going to be a good quarterback in the playoffs? I mean, maybe. I mean, he might be a good quarterback in the playoffs this year, but I'm not going to say now because I saw this yesterday. Like, that's not an indication of that. And, I like, mean, Colin Coward's probably going to go on his show today and gloat about Jimmy Garoppolo being back <laughs> sure. and all this stuff. It's like, yeah. yeah, okay, but he's done this so many times before. Not that it's any less impressive, but for whatever reason, it's just like styles make fights. Yeah. This, the, the Rams are made to order for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I mean, hats off to him, man. Great game. I don't yeah. want to criticize him too much, but have I changed my opinion of him? No. And you know, I'm a big, big believer in statistics. We have six years of statistics on Jimmy Garoppolo. So, you know, we see where he's at. If it evens out to the numbers that we've seen from him in the past, which it probably will, that means there's some bad games ahead as well. So, just kind of temporary. I mean, it just it felt like he was a week 
a, if he lost this game to the Rams and he was a big reason they lost, it felt like he was going to lose the confidence of his own locker room. I mean, last week after the Chiefs game, you had Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle both being like, I don't know why this offense isn't delivering. Uh, we have the playmakers. And the question was, are they talking about Jimmy or Kyle? And maybe they were talking about both. But uh, the way Jimmy played in this game, he, maybe he thought they were talking about him, and he stepped up. Yeah, he stepped I think up. He bought himself. He bought himself. A, he bought himself at least a, a couple of weeks. You know, yeah. um, but I don't think a lot of players were happy with him. You know, if I had to guess, I don't know. But if I had to guess, I would say Brandon Ayuk wasn't big on Jimmy coming in this game. And uh, yeah. If I had to make another guess, just based on some body language I saw earlier in the season, I think Danny Gray is definitely a Trey guy. Uh, I saw some pretty funky body language from Danny Gray in the beginning of the season uh, when when Jimmy came in. So, you know, obviously I'm just speculating. I have no idea who's who's pro Jimmy and who's not. But uh, I think he bought himself a couple weeks. But I think he was on the hot seat based on some people I talked to. Um, There was some stuff going on inside that locker room. Interesting. I mean, it seems like it was hard to be pro Jimmy after the, those two losses, and it seemed like even his biggest supporters and defenders in that locker room were starting to be like, "Man, there's nothing I can say. There's no more excuses unless right. There's no more excuses." And so Jimmy Garoppolo needed this performance. It was clutch, timely. They won. Does it mean that he's gonna look good against the Chargers? I don't know, man. He's looked bad against Atlanta. I this is a guy who's twice done the hat trick this year, the bad hat trick, which is the interception, the fumble, and the safety. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I mean, it'd be yeah. great. It'd be it'd be an amazing story if Jimmy Garoppolo plays well for the rest of the season and into the postseason. But history says he's going to have some bad games. Uh, history says he's not going to do well in the playoffs. And you know, when the Forty ers do make the playoffs, they're going to be playing the best teams that they played all year outside of the Chiefs. Um, so it's going to be a challenge for him. We'll see a root for the guy. I think CMC is a big crutch for him and uh, might help him out. Well, last year, the way it worked is he kind of struggled the first half of the year, almost got benched for Trey Lance, and then we, I was in Chicago. It was right around – it was right before Halloween, and he won. And he scored those touchdowns, and they scored 30 points. And he went on a run. His, bir- his birthday's November 2nd, I think. So he, last year, he went on a run from Halloween to Christmas. Remember? It all came mm-hmm. crashing down. He's like Cinderella. You know, like <laughs> midnight is Christmas for him. And <laughs> in Tennessee, it just all went bad. He had been so hot, he beat the – he beat the Bengals, um, and then I don't know. Maybe that's his thing. Like he's <laughs> he's really good from Halloween to Christmas, and then it all falls apart. Takes him a while to get going. Gets yeah. hot, and then when it's really like pressure time, he's like, "I'm a pumpkin." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, man. I, hopefully, he stays healthy. I mean, I think what's the most games he's played in the season? Fifteen. Fifteen so. is the most. Right? No, 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 no. He did not miss a game in 2019. Okay. Yeah, sure? yeah. He that he 16? Nick Mullins never played a game. He that was I know this because me and Jimmy Garoppolo are like best friends now. He shouted me okay. out yesterday in the press conference, so I, yeah. I have I have to defend his honor at every at every turn now. No, I saw that. By the way, your recap last night that was oh thanks amazing. That thanks. was I love those man. Your recaps after the games are the best. Whether they win or lose, I'm I'm still excited to watch your recaps. And that, that last night was was uh, prime. Elite Grant Cohn performance. Thanks. I know everyone was expecting me to like poop on the performance. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to take credit for it. So thanks, guys. Anthony. 
Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Adams says, any chance we can scrap the wide nine versus mobile quarterbacks? I feel like that's the missing piece for us to be an elite defense, specifying our schemes. I actually think there's a lot to that. Why are the why is the Niners defense susceptible to mobile quarterbacks? Well, you've widened the scramble lanes by alignment, and you tell these these defensive ends like and defensive linemen uh, all together just rush to a spot. Forget reading and reacting. Rush to a spot, and you spread them out. Like, how could you make it any easier for a quarterback to scramble if he can scramble? Yeah, and especially with the uh, <clears throat> with the option, what I'm seeing is there's a trend. I, I could be wrong. Maybe this has been happening for a long time, but I really picked up on it myself personally this year. I'm watching guys that are defending the option really well. What they're doing is they're coming at the running back, so the quarterback keeps it, and then they're coming inside. They're like fake going at the running back, and then the quarterback mm-hmm. keeps it, and they're coming inside. And when I watch teams that do that, it's really effective. And so – I, I'm not really a huge fan of the option. Um, you know, it's something that high school teams and college teams have been doing it forever, but the NFL is really good at adjusting. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know how effective that's going to be long-term. Um, and hoping Kyle Shanahan doesn't just rely on that so heavy if Trey Lance comes back next year. Yeah, agree. Kevin says trade Elijah for OLM. Who's OLM? I don't know. <clears throat> I, I wouldn't know who trade Elijah is. Though. I wouldn't trade Elijah. Nah, they should probably have as many running backs as they can as they can get. Was happy for BA so much potential spread the ball. Yeah, let's talk about Brandon Ayuk. Has your opinion of Brandon Ayuk changed? Uh, not just because of this one game against the Rams, but because of maybe the last few weeks. No, I mean, maybe some people's opinions of him has changed, but you know, I predicted during the year that Brandon Ayuk was going to be the leading receiver on the 49ers. I said that before the year. Uh, I still think it's happening. I think he is right now. I think he's trending that way. I think he's still underutilized, under uh, underrated, uh, league-wide. Brandon Ayuk is a really good wide receiver. Uh, I mean, we saw some stats. I don't know if you have those handy, but um, I think he's, you know, what he had two drops. and He has two drops all season on 55 targets. That's 3.6%. That's phenomenal. He's and he only had four drops last year. He's a really good player. I got another stat for you. When targeted this year, quarterback rating of 120 wow. wow 118 last year he can t- i mean he's he's so underutilized if they had a quarter if he, if he played with patrick mahomes or josh allen or aaron Rodgers, he would probably score 15 touchdowns a year and have 1500 receiving yards but he's on this team like battling for targets with the running back who's good too yeah. but i mean it was interesting in the first half to see cooper cup go crazy and brandon Ayuk like not get a, get the ball it's like hey you wonder why you're losing and then yeah. in the second half, they come out and get him the ball. That yeah. was good. Like they should have. They should have been doing that yeah. all year. It took him a while. It was a game game three or four before they actually really started targeting him uh, enough. <clears throat> you know, Ayuk is – I think he's really underrated, underutilized. They could get him even more targets. I have a question for you, Grant. Something I've been thinking about, and, you know, I like to ask questions that maybe aren't as positive for the 49er fan base. Mm. Um do you think with CMC now and with Brandon Ayuk, when you look back on the contract they gave Debo, do you feel the same about that contract? Do you think it was good? Do you think it was a the good Debo contract? Good? The Debo contract? Yeah. No. And I've pushed for it, but I'm starting to think like the Niners have such a bad record keeping players healthy that they probably shouldn't bet on their ability to keep players healthy deep into their second contracts, which is one reason I'm – Still skeptical that Christian McCaffrey trade, even though he had a great game yesterday. Um, look at Debo now. You paid him because of his one, his best year. 
You paid him because of his best year. Say with Eric Armstead. Not that he didn't have good years before then, but it was all based on his best year, and you projected that he could keep it going when so far he hasn't. And uh, they haven't been able to keep him healthy. So you look at Brandon Ayuk. He's actually been the more consistent player. He hasn't had the highs of Debo, but he missed five, four games his rookie year. He missed no games last year. He's missed no games this year. He's in great shape. He goes to every practice. He's a really good pro. He doesn't drop the ball. I mean, frankly, he's the kind of guy, if you had to if you had to give a second contract out, you feel good about it with him, at least so far. You don't have to do it yet. But again, you can wait with Ayuk. I mean, so far, it's the kind of guy that you'd like to keep long-term and probably won't be able to because you've given out all these contracts already. And you don't even use them enough as is. How can you justify it? Yeah, I mean, literally, <clears throat> who's the number one receiver on this team? Number one yeah. wide receiver on this team. It's Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. And But Debo's getting paid the number one wide receiver money. Uh, and I like Debo, man. And obviously, his yards after the catch, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's amazing. But if we're being honest, he drops the ball a lot. And he's not the best target. And he's not the fastest guy on the team. Brandon Ayuk's the number one wide receiver on this team. And so I'm hoping – that they can keep him long-term, especially if Trey's the guy next year. I think Ayuk's a better receiver for Trey. So. I just think it's going to be really interesting to see how Kyle divvies up the targets when all the weapons are healthy because there's a lot of mouths to feed. There's a lot of egos in this offense. Um, yeah. Ayuk hasn't gotten paid yet. He needs his targets, and frankly, he deserves them. He's been here all year, and he's having tremendous success. You just got Christian McCaffrey. who got eight catches in this last game. Debo makes a ton of money and expects a lot of targets. Kittle makes a ton of money and expects a lot of targets. It's a run-first team. They just threw 25 times. That's it in this last game. And that's how they win. So it's going to be really interesting. The last two games before this, Ayuk uh, got 11 targets each, and they lost, which is so weird. Like, the more they give the ball to Ayuk, the less their chances of winning because it's not his fault. It's just he, he does his best work downfield. Intermediate outside, deep middle, um, chunk plays. Quarterback isn't designed to get in the ball there. The offensive line isn't designed to block that long. And the head coach has no desire to really call those plays. So, yeah. you know, he's great. But if you force it to him on this team, you, you, you get out of your right. You get out of your identity. So it's a catch-22. It's too bad. Maybe Brandon should go somewhere else. I feel bad for you, Brandon. It kind of feels like when Stephon Diggs was on the Vikings, kind of like playing his position but being held back, and then just he left. Got to go what scares me though about getting rid of Brandon Ayuk is now who's your who's your real receiver? You like you don't. I mean, Debo's limited what what he can do as a receiver. Again, I love him. He's awesome yards after catch. He's the guy, uh, but he's not a pure wide receiver that's catching the hard the hard passes. You know, and then you got Juwan Jennings, who's you know a possession receiver. So you really don't have a number one. If you get rid of Brandon Ayuk, you don't have a number one wide receiver. They can't. They can't do that. Yeah, if you get hit or to him, all they have is like yak specialists. And the thing that's cool about Ayuk is he's good after the catch too. Yeah, he's good at everything. Yeah. What's funny is you know Kurt Warner really went after him this week, uh, really singled him out and made good points. Like, look, this is bad route running. This is sloppy route running. This is not a good dig route. You got to get the inside uh, release. This was not a good uh, slant. You got to get up field more. Um, well, you say you see how he responded. That's the way yeah. it really. Good athlete response. Okay, thank you for pointing that out. Watch me kick yeah. ass this week. Yeah, and and who's yeah. really at fault for that? Is it Ayuk or is it his coaches? Well, both, both. Yeah. But they 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 all got to own it and look at how he responded. Yeah, the, like two days later, it was nice. 
Yeah, no, I'm, nice. I'm a big IU guy, man. I really, yeah. I really think the Niners need him moving forward, particularly with if Trey Lance is the guy next year. I think it's a better matchup than Debo is with Trey Lance. Yeah, Bunless Hot Dog says, why was Kyle running McCaffrey so late in the game after Kittle TD? I was literally yelling at my screen, Kyle's usage of his players is bad. Yeah, that was, I tweeted about it. I didn't tweet a lot in this game, uh, but I did tweet about that. And to me, it felt like Kyle was really trying to make a statement, not just to the his fan base and the and the NFL, but to Sean McVay. Like, you, because th- I bet you Sean McVay was whispering around the league, oh, Kyle, you know, I, I like McCaffrey too, but for that, I bet. Not that I know, but I'm just guessing, you know. I mean, that's how coaches are. They always privately poo-poo each other. So if Kyle was feeling insecure about how much he gave up and McVay was thinking, you know, I, I was in it to a point, Kyle was like, well, this is what you could have had, buddy. And I think he kind of wanted to put it in McVay's face. It wasn't enough to beat the Rams. You know, McCaffrey had to have the hat trick. He yeah. had to go for 180 and three touchdowns. In his yeah. face. And like when he had those, they had a, a throwaway drive at the end, three runs and a punt, and all three runs all three runs went to McCaffrey. It was like Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, if I had a something to really complain about in that game about Shanahan, it was uh he does that. it in all game. He does it was that. It was like using Christian McCaffrey when the game's over, running him. Uh, you know, and McVeigh did it with Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup That's what I wanted to say. He yeah. did it and Cup got hurt. Yeah, it's just really dumb. Like, imagine if we lost – imagine if we lost CMC in one of those rushes at the end of the game. Yeah. Man. Yeah, because, like, look, McCaffrey, we're going to talk about him in a second, but he just showed what he can do. Now you got to keep him healthy and out there like the Niners did with Frank Gore. That's that's the new job. And the Niners haven't shown they can do that with any running back since Kyle Shanahan's gotten here. So, Kyle, don't do stuff like that. No more. Do you need to, if it's the NFC Championship game? You could give Christian McCaffrey twenty-seven touches. Otherwise, don't do that. Yeah, that was my other complaint. Not only so late in the game, but also just how many touches he got in general. Like, spread the ball around, dude. Like, I mean, it Jeff worked. Wilson Junior had he had seven yards of carry the week before. Jeff Wilson Junior. Now he can't get more than five. Yeah, yeah. Touches. Those are my two complaints coming out of that game with Kyle. It's just like why risk reduce the risk and. You know, spread the ball around. And, and you know, Jawan Jennings and Debo were out. Juice Jeff was out. So maybe that's something to do with it. But moving forward, I hope we're not seeing 27 touches a game for CMC. I think that would be disastrous. Yeah. I, he's. You've seen him. He's not built for that. He wasn't built oh. for that. And he's small. He's smaller than Frank Gore. Tantara says, uh, still hate Jimmy. Bet him over 235.5 ha- <laughs> yards. Had 235. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. You shouldn't have pet him. What was that? <laughs> Giovanni Miller says, Grant, what is quality control? Do the Niners pay you? No. The quality control is a real thing. There's like up and up and coming coaches sort of, and I don't know what the kind of, like they don't get paid very much. They work very hard. It's like a lot of like uh, probably inputting stuff and Excel and maybe watching film and just data collection and learning. Um, for me, it's a way of life. That's the way I approach it. And I figure if, you know, anyone could help the 49ers if they have a platform and good ideas. So I try to do it pro bono. Although I feel like I've done such a good job. They owe me at least $3 million. So we're negotiating in the sense that I've put out a price and they haven't responded yet. I think that's fair. Yeah. 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 Now that Jimmy Garoppolo publicly acknowledged my contributions, I think it's only fair. 
Yeah. Don Yee, if you want to represent me as well, that's fine. Seabass Johnson says, if Ray Ray extended his arms and caught the ball, it would be the throw of the day, and ESPN nerds would be all in on Jimmy. Um, yes, but that would be because Ray Ray made a great play. The throw was late and underthrown. Not to, like, nitpick Jimmy, but, yeah, he could have made that easier. Yeah, that's definitely not on Ray Ray. It was short and late, so, I mean, he throws it. Also, Kyle needs to stop calling deep shots for Ray Ray. Stop. Yeah. Like Danny Gray got five. He was in for five plays last game. Nah, forget forget Danny Gray. Forget Ray Ray. The deep threat on this team is Ross Dwelly. End of story. No one expects the guy yeah. running a five flat to, to cruise past you, but he does it. You know, even on that pass, if I'm being honest, on that pass, it, you know, Dwelly's super slow and they caught up with him quick. But if you lead him a little bit, you know, that's yeah. at least 10, 10, 15 more yards. Yeah, he, he really does rumble. Zay Torres says, after rewatching the game, I think CMC helps Jimmy Garoppolo best by extending drives. He's a reliable check down that can go make a play. Jimmy Garoppolo and offense will have more opportunities to score TDs. Certainly it's the Rams who cannot tackle anything. Um, but yeah, he's a hell of a player. They just got to beat a good team and keep him healthy. Let's get back to our, we're going to finish the comments in a bit. Speaking of Christian McCaffrey, has your opinion of the Christian, no. Yeah, let's do it. We'll do Kyle. We'll do Kyle next. Has your opinion of the Christian McCaffrey trade changed based on his monster performance against the Rams? Well, first let me say when when I first heard rumors about that possibly Christian McCaffrey is available, I thought they were going to ask because I heard reports. I saw red reports that they were asking for multiple first, and I said no, don't do that. Um, if you play like he did yesterday, miss shit. He might be excuse my language. He might don't be worth multiple first, but. Um, Immediately after the trade, I was kind of like, okay, you know, I'm a little excited about this. The key is, can he stay healthy? Um, you know, and so has my opinion changed? Honestly, I've watched McCaffrey highlights, I, you know, or when the 49ers played the Panthers, but I've never really watched McCaffrey in like full game. Like I watched uh, yesterday and he's better than I thought he was, man. Like he's got really good hands and maybe I'm just stupid. I'm sure everybody knew how good he was. I thought he was good. I know he's like Pro Bowl caliber player, but I didn't realize how how good he that was. That touchdown catch was crazy. I, I can't remember the last time I saw a, a running back go full extension and jump that high to catch a touchdown pass in the end zone. That was nice. Yeah, and just even like the easy ones, there's just no drops. Like he's just – he's got hands, man. He's like his dad in that regard. Um, so I, I'm really impressed with McCaffrey. If he can stay healthy, I think it was a great trade. And that's the thing about the 49ers. When you look at the uh, the draft picks they gave up, you know, what are the odds that they landed anybody halfway as decent as Christian McCaffrey with those four draft picks based on how they draft? You know, especially if they're going after running back. <laughs> I, I, you know, those could have all been wasted picks. So, yeah, I, I don't know. If he stays healthy, I think it was a great trade. Um, but that that's the big if. Yeah, it's interesting. I looked at it differently. I, I, when they traded for him and I was down on it, I wasn't thinking like, is McCaffrey even that good? That's not the way I looked at it. He is that good. For sure. I mean, he was the only player on a Panthers team. He was the only weapon on that team for a long time and still produced and got hurt because he was pro – well, for a lot of reasons. But he got hurt as a product of being the the focal point of so much defensive attention. So I, I felt like he was good. Um, I just – the okay, so it's so expensive at a position that's not necessarily a premium position and is – violent and gets hurt a lot so he's going to tantalize you with these great games but then 
Will he be there for 17 games a season? Uh, and if he's not, think about what's on the bench. All those picks. All that money. You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, it's like, if it goes that road, it's really detrimental to the team. Like D Ford. It's like, it's, you're not just any player who's not out there. You're, you're like half the draft and a lot of, like, you know, 8% of the cap. And it's yeah. like, well, what were we thinking? You're a running back. Running backs get hurt. We don't keep up. So that's all that stuff. But I, so I, I can't just totally flip my position after one game against the Rams because my position was never that McCaffrey isn't as good as people say he is. No, he really is. And it's fun to watch him. I yeah. can't. I, I never got to watch Roger Craig. That was before my time. I can't compare him. I know Roger Craig's a lot bigger. Um, but still, it's fun, to, it's fun to watch a running back who can catch passes like that. There's not that many of them. Yeah, no, he's exciting to watch. And, you know, I, I think this is going to be all up to Kyle Shanahan. Uh, and it's yet to be determined if it was a good trade. But I, I feel like it is at this point. But it's really up to Kyle Shanahan. Just like you said, he got injured a lot because he was the Panthers' entire offense. In this game against the Rams, Kyle Shanahan made him the entire offense. So it, it's going to be key that he, you know, calls the right plays and the right amount of plays for uh, Christian McCaffrey. I feel like if you're running up the gut, you could probably use a Jeff Wilson or Elijah Mitchell or somebody like that as opposed to Christian McCaffrey every time. So hopefully that's what happened. Agree. Jonathan Chavez says, Kyle be showing Grant Vids for practice. Love it. <laughs> Before practice. Yeah, that's what we need to do, guys. That's funny. Uh, I'd love to know. I, I don't think Kyle would have to put it in front of him. I feel like some of them just might want to know yeah. what people are saying. I don't know. Neil says, I've noticed that they're, that here on out, they don't travel much. That's true. I noticed it too because I'd be making these trips. Yeah, Mexico City, which is kind of a – it's not that far, really. Although they're going to be staying in Colorado Springs all week to adjust to the altitude. Um, last time they did that, it didn't work so well, but we'll see. Colorado Springs might be a little bit more entertaining than West Virginia. I've never been. Are you going to Mexico City? Yeah, and I'm, I haven't decided whether I'm going to Colorado Springs. I might just go straight to Mexico City. Yeah. Like, why would I go to Colorado Springs so I could – I mean, you know, I'll miss a couple press conferences, but I could just go to Mexico City for like five nights. Might be fun. I haven't decided. The schedule is actually really, the remaining schedule is not that tough, especially in travel is not that tough. But my concern is because of that, when they get to the playoffs and they start playing really, really good teams, um, are they going to be prepared for that caliber? uh, When they get to the playoffs. Oh, wow. Assuming they get to the playoffs. (laughs) I think they will. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. Andrew says, fellow Bruin here. What do you think Kyle will change during the bye week? Our offense minus against the Rams stink. It's true, but he's got this momentum now and he just made a statement with Christian McCaffrey. I wonder where he goes from here. Is it just, this is the offense now? Like I'm just going to use Christian McCaffrey with no conscience and people can't tell me no, I get to do whatever I want. Or is, you know, are they going to integrate all these ingredients into a act into a recipe that is balanced he's got a lot of tools in his toolbox man and i'm hoping he uses all of them and keeps it balanced uh because if it's 27 touches per game uh that scares me a little bit and it becomes more predictable you know then you're the rams and cooper cup that that's basically what you're doing yeah uh mike says ba in the slot chef's kiss tremendous i was suggesting that earlier but yeah absolutely get him some better matchups feature him in the passing game He's so dependable, really good, even though Kurt Warner has some constructive criticism for him. Really yeah. for, for uh, Leonard Hankerson. Offensive lineman made offensive lineman trade Mitchell or Jawan. 
don't think you're going to get a quality offensive lineman for a banged up running back at this point. I think you need Jawan too, and I think you need Mitchell. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think we're we're stuck with what we got unless there's somebody off the bench that can come in for. I would put Brunskill at right tackle. I think he's better than McGlinchey. Yeah, I, I think it's going to happen. If he has another game like this, I mean, at some point Kyle's going to have to. Has is, to. Is, is McGlinchey just hobbled? Is he injured? Is that part of this? Is that what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. He's on the field. Either he's good enough to be on the field or he's not. Either he gives the Niners the best chance to win a right tackle or he doesn't. I say yeah. put Brunskill out there. Whatever yeah. the excuse is, put Brunskill out there. Yeah. And it feels like Kyle is so ruthless with every position. But McGlinchey gets 11 million chances. Why? Because Kyle wanted to draft him. I, what, what, what am I understanding here? I mean, Kyle wanted yeah. to draft a bunch of running backs too, and then he gives up on him. But McGlinchey needs to – we need to see a little bit more from Mike. He's not as bad as people say. If you take away those two sacks he gives up every week, he's great. I mean, it's kind of like Jimmy, man. We know what he is at this point. It's been a, <laughs> we've had him for a long time. You know, he's he's kind of like a C C plus lineman. You know, sometimes he, he does okay, and then sometimes he does really bad. And so, I don't think there's any surprises with McGlinchey uh, at this point. It isn't Burford and who's who's trading snaps with Burford right now? Is it Brunskill? Uh, yeah. It's like instead of having a right guard rotation. Why don't you just play both of them and sit Mike McGlinchey? And and Burford played some tackle in college as well. So, I mean, you could look at that as an option, right? Absolutely. All right, yeah. next topic. Um, I mean, next question. Matthew Sanders says, Debo gets too many targets this year. Pro- productivity isn't there. The offense ran better without him because he's not the same as last year. That's an interesting thing. Let's look at the numbers. So when he's targeted this year, oh, my God. I got a, I got a stat. I didn't even notice this. When he's targeted this year, the quarterback rating for the Niners is 70. 70. Why? Because they've been picked off three times when they've been throwing to Debo. And he's only caught, what's his uh, catch percentage? So well, his, drop per, his drop percentage is 13, which is a career high. And his catch percentage is 59, which is a career low. Uh, yeah, only two receiving touchdowns and then as a rusher he's averaging 5.8 yards per carry but with jimmy on the field he's averaging like three yards a carry yeah i mean that's actually that's fair what matthew says here is fair the niners are we're forcing the ball to debo as if he were last year debo when he's this year debo and he needs to take a back seat because Ayuk and christian mccaffrey might be better than him right now yeah yeah and it's possible maybe he breaks out later on in the season but I'm wondering if there's any buyer's remorse uh, on Debo. You know? Yeah, I mean, maybe the, the 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 worst investment was Debo, not McCaffrey. I have no idea. We'll have to see who has. I mean, who's hurt now? Not McCaffrey. Debo. Well, yeah, I mean, Debo, McCaffrey's what making 600 this year, and then 12 next year, and what's Debo making 25? So based on prod production, I mean, that's not even a it's not even a debate based on production. What's funny is so what the Niners can do is they can they can show this game to Debo and be like look man we just scored 31 points without you we don't you need to fit in with us now and you got to accept whatever role we're going to give you uh, because I'm sure he's, I mean, he's, I'm not, he's, not a, he's not a bad player but they were overusing him forcing him the ball when people like Ayuk and McCaffrey seem to be the guys in the best shape and condition on the offense right now those two yeah I mean if I'm just an unbiased observer. 
I'm not I'm not getting rid of Ayuk. I'm getting rid of Debo before Ayuk and CMC. Mm, too late. That's the thing with the Niners, man. They gave out these contracts, and all of a sudden, they a, a player goes from like the most, like the biggest bargain in the league, Debo and Kittle, to being like, you know, yeah. I would have taken him last year. <laughs> this year, ah, you, ah, I don't know. I don't and that's know. why I always say fans don't like it, but I always say. Avoid giving people money until you absolutely have to. The Niners are always so like, hey, you know, we want to take care of you. We're family. No, you're not a family. You're not a family. Your business. business. Yeah. Callie Tremor says sample size too small to say Super Bowl contender reevaluate at after the Bucks game and go from there. Next topic. Not too early to say happy Thanksgiving. Happy Halloween, though. It literally is Halloween. I should have said that. Yeah. Happy Halloween, guys. Yeah. Matthew Sanders says, before we trade B.A., can we give him a full year with Trey Lance? Hey, we're not trying to trade B.A. We, we're trying to keep him. In fact, we're trying to trade Debo and Kittle. <laughs> Shane says, or Sean, so, sorry, Sean, uh, front office can pick up B.A. fifth-year option, then franchise tag him, then pay him. And that's exactly what you just said. Like, even with B.A., as much as we like him, make him prove it. Yeah. I mean, he's already gotten like a $15 million signing bonus. He's not hurt. Like, make him prove it before you give him a second contract because not many of the nine or second contracts have panned out. Maybe... 15% of them the last five years. That goes with everybody. Uh, if yeah. I'm a GM, I'm, I'm, it, if you're in contract, you're in contract. And we're going to wait until the end of that time until I absolutely have to pay you. And then I'll decide if I really want to or not. It's a know? violent sport. It seems like human nature takes away a little bit of your desire to... Whatever it is. It seems like before you get the bag, after they get the bag, there's a difference. And... Yeah. There's freaking turf fields, which is disgusting. It doesn't seem like, it doesn't feel like careers are getting longer. Is what I'm trying to say. Bigger, faster, stronger, uh, shorter training periods, turf fields. You really gonna bank on that guy having a career until his 30s? You really gonna do that? Or are you gonna dip back into the draft? I don't know. Yeah, and and from a player's perspective, get your money, man. Good for you. But if I'm the GM, I got the whole different mentality. Keith Murphy says, good thing is we have two more years of Ayuk. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brandon, thank you. Uh, Keith Murphy, I'm pretty confident at some point we may have to choose between Debo and Ayuk. I'm leaning towards Ayuk to keep thoughts. Yeah, these are from like 15 minutes ago. Yes. We're thinking the same thing. I mean, Debo Samuel, as great as he was last year, he also had concerns. Bosa has concerns. But Debo's concerns were he's a little overweight sometimes. Sometimes he can push it five, ten. He's like... He was in the same draft as DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. Those guys are all in the same tier, but you never question AJ Brown or DK Metcalf's fitness. Those guys are the two most cut up wide receivers in the league. Debo's the dude with t shirt on in the shallow end of the, of the pool. Just saying. Like, like, Debo, it's like you shouldn't, you're too good to be the guy who's got like a little extra gristle, like five pounds too much. Like, and that's him. As him and I, you know, I wonder what. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't want to get too much into it, but it's it's a bad quality, look at 26. He's too he's too good for this. That's quality control. I hope Debo's watching today. I'm yeah. not trying to shame him. I'm yeah. just trying to you know, motivation. Yeah. yeah, he's like you know, it's just like in Mean Girls. He just he's a lose five pounds. It's just five pounds. <laughs> That's it. Uh, um, L- Lucas says we need to get rid of Mike M and Jimmy G next year. What are your thoughts on Jennings? Kyle needs to realize that he needs to split touches. With running backs, um, please get rid of Mike McGlinchey yesterday. Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think he wants to be here either. Um, Jennings is cool. I mean, you know, he's like making four hundred thousand dollars a year. Good player. 
Yeah, I, I, Jennings. He is what he is. You know, he's the yeah. you know the dirty work type player receiver. Yeah, yeah. going to get hurt. Plays hard. Don't want to pay him a ton, but good player. Yeah, uh, bunless hot dog. He's he's like he's like uh, Kendrick Bourne, and the Patriots pay, traded uh, paid for Kendrick Bourne. Mistake. They already they already regret it, and the Niners are like, yeah, we just got the next Kendrick Bourne. Except he's probably better than Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, I like John Juan Jennings, but I don't think he's irreplaceable. And I'm I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what happens with Tay Martin. There's something about that guy I, I'd like to see a year or two down the line, see what he can become. How he might, be, might replace him. All right. Yeah, they, they're very similar like athletes in mm-hmm. terms of how they measure up. House of Jello says, yeah, McCaffrey had a receiving TD, running TD, throwing TD, which is cool and all, until he gets hurt. He also had a fumble. And Ray Ray McLeod recovered. That was one of the plays of the game. I'm not trying to crush McCaffrey because he, he made up for it with all the plays he made. But that was a huge play that Ray Ray made. Jumping on that fumble. He gets well, credit. He had a good game. Except for the other thing. I mean, if I'm being honest, Ray Ray was just kind of sitting there and just fell in his lap. So, <laughs> Well, but he, he got, got lucky. He yeah. got lucky. But the whole thing was very lucky. Zach says Kyle was playing with the Rams in their high-priced defense like a cat dragging cheese in front of a mouse. Give him an extension now. Wow. Kyle was playing with the Rams. What? Give him an extension. Zachary. Zachary. Come on, Zachary. 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 Come on, man. Come on, man. What? I appreciate you, but come on, dog. You can't be serious, man. He's done this to the Rams before. He's joking. Uh, He's got to be joking. Got to be. Yeah, I think he's joking. I think he's joking. I I think I didn't pick up on the sarcasm there. Niner Matt says, could you guys see the Niners potentially trying to move Jimmy Ward before the deadline tomorrow? He's unhappy being used in the slot, and he is a free agent after this year. I don't think the Niners are going to downgrade at a position to make Jimmy Ward happy. I think you heard how D'Amico Ryan's talked about it. I think their attitude is we're going to use him the way we want to use him, and that's just the way it is. I think that's the way it's going to happen. He's a captain. He's been here longer than any player on the team, I'm pretty sure, right? And that would be very uh, demoralizing for the locker room if they traded Jimmy Ward. And just because he's made it pretty clear that he'd rather play safety than nickel, it doesn't mean he's not going to play nickel. It doesn't mean he's going to go out there and sandbag us. That's not not what's happening. Was there something on television that showed him being upset that I missed? Or is it just what he said in, in, in the locker room? I think it's just what he said in, in the locker room. I think fans are upset. Forget but, it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Gibson's not playing bad, so I understand the hesitancy, but, you know, I don't know. That, that whole thing's kind of confusing for me. Because I was thinking about that the whole time. As I was watching Gibson, I'm like, he's, this dude's pretty, doing pretty good, so what are you going to do when Ward gets back? If you move Gibson to the bench, that's a quality player on the bench. So I think they're just trying to play their best players. I don't know. Kalba says that the Broncos are, shop, are shopping Chubb. Do you think they listen to offers for DJ Jones? They just signed DJ Jones. I doubt Armstead or Kinlaw will return this year. His salary for this year's league minimum, no. I don't think they would tra- trade uh, DJ Jones two months after playing for the first time. Shopping Chubb, listen to offers for DJ Jones. No. I don't think so. Sorry, man. I don't think so. Brandon Penn says, you need a uh, spot. You need a spot. What? Stop sh- shooting on pros' names. You wonder why so many chats and players poop on your name. Watch you, but I'm not a fan. Here's five. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, thanks. I'll definitely take your advice for that one. Uh, appreciate you. Keneal says, some talk shows were talking about bringing OBJ on, but I doubt it happens. Think Kyle's very happy with Jawan's wide receiver three. 
Yeah, let's let's get another guy in here who has an ego who needs like seven targets a game. I think that'd be perfect for this team. Yeah, they, they have enough weapons. I think. Uh, yeah, they don't have enough targets and balls to go around. This is a run first team. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, Flav says heard after their heard after that they're renaming SoFi to Jimmy G Stadium. Guy was dropping dimes all over the place. Thank God he's here, right, fellas? Oh my God, can we? Can he be someone other than the Panthers? And and the the Rams before we do this, Flav, today, please. Can we do we have to? I mean, Andy Dalton won yesterday too. Okay, can we stop, Flav? Uh, I, God, I think I'd rather have Geno Smith here, Flav. Keith Murphy says, "Congrats to Debo for getting his money, but that 2021 year he had won't be duplicated, and he's not a great receiver. He'll never get that big a payday again." Yeah, and I bet you the Niners already regret it. C. Turley says, I missed your reply because my well, flight Wi-Fi sucked. Touchdown in SMF. Uh, I am SMH at McSack. He needs to be benched, doesn't he? Yeah, we would say put Brunskill at right tackle. He's, at, he's played lots of games of tackle for the 49ers. Did it in 2019. They were pretty good. Niner Matt says, I completely agree. Just money is going to get tight soon with all these players under contract, but maybe his injury history will lower the price. Debo? Is he talking about um, McGlinchey? I don't know. Too late to lower the price for Debo. So, I don't know. I'll go back and figure it out. We'll go back and figure it out. But first, I want to ask, has your opinion of Kyle Shanahan changed after his this latest undressing of Sean McVay? So, I said Kyle Shanahan, I ranked him a, I think I was being too generous. I ranked him a B-plus coach. I think he's probably a B coach. Um, has my opinion changed? I think he's probably a B. I said B plus. He's probably a B coach. Uh, no, hasn't changed from beating the Rams for the eighth time. He always beats the Rams. Nothing has changed with that. I want to see Kyle Shanahan spread the ball around a little bit more. Uh, and I want to see Kyle Shanahan not risk injury with his players late in the game. Um, and so one game is not going to change my opinion of Kyle Shanahan. What's going to change my opinion of Kyle Shanahan is when he uh, goes above you know, starts winning a lot of games, goes above 500, develops a high-powered offense, uh, shows us that he can win the big game, doesn't give up 10-point 10, 10 leads in the playoffs or in a Super Bowl. Uh, those are what's going to really change my opinion of Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, um, those are good points. Also, last week I was talking a lot about the assistant coaching staff, and I was making the point, like, the reason this offense can't be saved by Christian McCaffrey and the problems are bigger than personnel – is that, you know, the chief game planner's gone and Mike McDaniel. And a, a lot of these position coaches are really struggling. So when they come against a team they don't know that well, their game plan, their adjustments are, are not good, like Atlanta, like Chicago, like Denver. And so in this last game against the Rams, the Niners know how to beat the Rams. They do. Mm -hmm. And it's, all they had to do was like Xerox previous game plans. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but that Christian McCaffrey touchdown pass, I mean, they ran the same play with Debo Samuel week 18, and it worked then too. Yeah. I mean, the Rams still haven't addressed it, and that was less than a year ago. So I think the Niners are really smart. Like, let's do a lot of the stuff against the Rams that have been working the last three years. I mean, that's exactly what you should do because the Rams haven't proven that they can stop any of it. But now they're going to have to face the Chargers in a couple of weeks. they got two weeks to freaking prepare for this. Brian Greasy, all these – two weeks to prepare for the Chargers. You don't know much about the Chargers. Can you get this done? Because they got to, you know, if they're going to they're gonna have to go through Philly and Buffalo and all these teams to win a Super Bowl. Like, you don't know these teams. 
can you actually put together a good plan without Mike McDaniel against teams that you haven't? Because they can just go back and look at the Mike McDaniel notes from last year, yeah. right? They could do that, but you yeah. can't copy his his work now on the on the Chargers. So I'm curious. That's that's my question with Kyle. What about when you and D'Amico too? What about when you go up against a team you don't know well? Because we've seen that so far this year. And and if you think Kyle Shanahan is an A plus coach, if you think he's a genius, uh, just open your mind a little bit. I'm just asking. Go watch the Kurt Warner breakdown. Oh uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense. Um, it, that should at least open your mind somewhat. If you go into it open minded, you'll see. Like like for instance, I posted on Twitter. I called it the five yard hail mary, where Kyle Shan or Jimmy Garoppolo threw an interception from the five yard line, looked like a hail mary pass. And then below that, I wrote, uh, "I don't like the play call" or something like that. I didn't like the play call, and everyone's like, "You're." In, you're an idiot, Ryan. Jeff Wilson Jr. is wide open. But here's ah, the thing. Yep. Kyle Shanahan is uh, – Jimmy Garoppolo, we know who Jimmy Garoppolo is. The original reads uh, pointed out by Kurt Warner, they weren't really good routes. They weren't really good options. And as soon as they're closed, you can't expect Jimmy Garoppolo to look to the other side of the field when a blitz is coming right on his face. So right. that his red zone offense has been bad. And uh, that play call, even though it was a horrible – it was Jimmy's fault for throwing that interception. He should have took a sack. Kyle Shanahan didn't give him a lot of good options. It's really hard to turn, throw over your line. That was interesting. It, when you get blitz, yeah. A lot of times like, people point that out, like, oh, so-and-so should go here. You can't – what Kurt Warner said that was so interesting is you can't turn away from pressure. You can't – you have to You have to throw toward a free rusher. That was interesting. Man, he's yeah. really good. You yeah, learn yeah. from him. Yeah, it's almost like Jimmy needs an out on both, both sides of the field. He needs to <laughs> – you know, he needs an out, a short out on both sides of the field. He can't, he can't just expect him. But yesterday, he had time, so he did a really good job of that. Um, but when the pressure's on, you can't expect Jimmy to look to the other side of the field and and you know hit a out something, you know, an easy out. Yeah, I like what Warner also said about um, sliding away from the three receiver side. That way, you could have your hot route on the three receiver side. That yeah. was hella smart. Yep. I was like, man, I'm like, this is great. I'm not right. even a coach, but if I ever become one, this yeah. is money. So when Niner Matt was talking about, he was talking about Jimmy Ward. Just money's going to get tight soon with oh. all these players under contract. Maybe his injury history will lower the price. He's not coming back. The Niners are all about comp picks. And to get comp picks, you have to lose more free agents than you sign. So this guy's gone. I like Jimmy Ward. He's gone, and the way they're treating him shows it. I don't. Think, I, yeah. I mean, they are costing him money, but I don't even think they're counting on bringing him back. I think the 49ers know he's gone. I think Jimmy Ward knows he's gone. Yeah, and I think that's probably why there's some less than great feelings because it's like, well, we were on the same team for a while, but now it doesn't feel like it, right? Now mm -hmm. I got to make business decisions. Now you're making business decisions, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Little Or Stewie says, do you think CMC is going to be a Jimmy fan or will he be willing to work with Trey and Brandon? Uh, who knows? Who knows? CMC seems like a really cool dude, man, like a really professional – uh, not emotional, really level-headed, really smart guy. And I think he's going to work with whoever's here. Yeah, and let's see how the season ends up. Yeah. The Dark Azriel says Mike M. doesn't deserve the number 69. Let him go. <laughs> I just can't take him seriously with that number. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, it's like a that's like an eighth-grade joke. Hilarious. <laughs> so funny. But it's yeah. not as funny as your play. Oh. Mike M., I'm sorry. Tommy Huxley says Niners 50, Raiders 15. The Raiders are hilarious. That's a bad team with the coach they should probably fire right now. Yeah. We know he is who we thought he was. 
Niner Nation for Life says Niners remind me of the 80s, 90s teams in the AFC that had good players but almost never won the Super Bowl. Just seems like quarterback play. Well, your most important players are, are your most important people on the team is your head coach, especially if he's an offensive coordinator and your quarterback. And so to me, those are quarterbacks, the weakest player on the offense, um, maybe outside of Mike Levinci and then Kyle Shanahan. I have mixed feelings about. So that's my hesitation too. Yeah, all right. Has your opinion of Aaron Banks changed? From last year, definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's got, yeah. We're through what, week eight? And yeah. no sacks all year? Yeah. And I've been watching him in the run game. He's doing an amazing job. He in moves the well. He, he's the guy that pulls most of the time when they do that. He's pretty good yeah. at it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, shoot, There was man. one Christian McCaffrey run yesterday where he's – I think it was the one where he got down to the one-yard line. I think that was – Banks pulling around, springing him. Just wanted to say that. That left guard spot is sewed up for years to come because of Aaron Banks. And, you know, it, it's not really a people's fault for doubting him. It's not, I, don't, I don't consider it my fault for doubting Aaron Banks. He didn't see the field last year. So, for whatever reason, their plan worked. But I don't know why he couldn't touch the field last year. But um, he's looking amazing. One of the best linemen on the team this year. Statistically, he's the best. I want to pump the brakes on him for, for a second. Only reason is, I was ne I never liked him in training camp. In those one on one drills, he couldn't anchor, and I can't understand how a guy could be so bad in the one on ones and so good in eleven on eleven. I know they're different sports essentially, but he's only really started eight games. He's going to get tested more, and if one guy has success against him, you know the book will there will be a book on him. People try to replicate it. He's gonna he's gonna have to do this for a little bit longer. Uh, to prove that he's legit, but so far so good. He looks really good. And what I want to say is, it's uh, we wrote him off primarily because he didn't play last year. Yeah. But I think what we're learning is Kyle doesn't give rookies a chance a lot of the time unless he absolutely has to play them, has no choice. He will just go with the vet because they know his system or whatever. And I think that's a problem. Kyle, you need to stop being so like dogmatic about not playing rookies because i mean banks he might have been one of your better options last year talanoa hafunga didn't get to play last year look at him now yeah and it's a trey lance too i mean all you had some really good players on the bench for no reason in a season where you didn't win the super bowl maybe you left something in there maybe you had more to give so i think go back to bill walsh kyle 1981 they won a super bowl with three rookies starting in the secondary it can be done you don't have to have everyone knowing your super complicated system all the time. And from a business standpoint, it makes more sense because then you're getting players on rookie contracts. And then instead of paying mediocre vets to do the job that a rookie can do for way cheaper, now you have money to invest in like talented, talented free agents, people that can lift your team up. I think you're wasting a lot of money. I mean, look at what happened with Trey Lance, how much, how much time they've wasted on his rookie contract. Uh, I don't know. I think he needs to really start trusting. Look at Jordan Mason, can't get the ball. And when we see him, he looks great. So I think that's something that Kyle Shanahan could definitely improve on is giving more looks to these rookies, to these young guys. I mean, they have some problems on the on the offensive line. You got Jason Poe on the practice squad. He looked great in preseason, great in training camp, can't get a look. And we're thinking, oh, he's just not ready. Or Kyle doesn't play rookies. Aaron Banks, was he not ready or was Kyle stubborn? Was Talanoa Hufunga not ready or was Kyle stubborn? Well, 
I'm starting to think maybe stubborn. So, yeah. just, hey, Kyle, you know better than me, but maybe be a little more open-minded here. Yeah. I mean, what if we see uh, Poe come out next year doing amazing? Then it's another year you, wasted for him. You, so you're telling me that this wasn't available at all last year? Like this was all being developed in a lab with scientists <laughs> and test tubes? I doubt it. Yeah. Like the beginning of that, was it the uh, – in the club video, 50 Cent with like Dr. Dre and Eminem. Like, oh yeah, yeah this is going to be the perfect gangster rapper right here. Yeah. Timothy says, if we have that Jimmy G that we had yesterday, no one will beat us, but he needs to make sure he sees the whole field, not just one read. Yeah, I've seen that take. The way I look at it is that version of Jimmy G. That version of Jimmy G manifested itself because the Rams bring it out of him. If he could face the Rams every week, that that's what he would look like every week, and the Niners would never lose, and he would be a Hall of Famer. But... Yeah, I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit on the Jimmy G stuff. Cause I, I want to see the the chart, the spread chart, uh, what what passes were actually thrown. I'm, I have a feeling most of them are outside and at the line of scrimmage or behind it or close to it. Minus the Dwelly one. Yeah, minus the Dwelly one, which was behind yeah. Dwelly. He had to pause for it. So, I mean, yeah. you know. What was the better one, throw, the one to Dwelly or Christian McCaffrey's to Ayuk? Christian McCaffrey's to Ayuk, not even close. That, that's it. <laughs> What's funny is that there's only been three in the last three years. There's been three touchdowns over 30 yards, and one was McCaffrey, C.J. Beathard, and Trey Lance. Jimmy doesn't have one. Niner Matt says, <laughs> exactly. If Ward is gone for sure, uh, shouldn't they try to move him to gain some assets back, either a need or draft capital? Just a thought. No, again, they look at him as helping their compensatory drink, uh, pick formula, so they will get something back, a comp pick. That's the way. I think that's how they're going to look at it. Plus, you need that depth. I mean, if Gibson goes down, you're screwed. Yeah, absolutely. Quan DeGoat says, Grant, what's up, man? It was good. It was a good win, but everybody needs to calm down. This should have been happening. We just need consistency and to show the same execution from Kyle down to the last 53rd. Man, when it comes to the big games. That's why you to go, Quan. Agree. He's right. Agree. And one thing I don't like about the Niners is like, okay, so – they're two losses in a row. They beat the Rams. Great. And you start hearing like Fred Warner talk and George Kittle talk like with Levi South. Like, would you guys stop beating your chests? You've never won a Super Bowl. You're under 500 in the last five years. You just beat the Rams. You're four and four. Like, stop talking. Just keep your head down and win the Super Bowl. I don't want to hear it. Uh, you're not Draymond Green in the Niners in the in the Warriors. You don't have that championship pedigree. You're the guys that came close and didn't and missed the opportunity. I don't like how yeah. they talk. Stop. Yeah, they they got a lot to prove. They're still under. They're still playing below expectations, even with this win. Straight up, Michael Durant says, "Just like to say, when Debo had his contract, her fluffle, I said trade him to the Panthers for CMC and picks. Everybody booed me, but he remembers and has the receipts. I love that. Everyone said I was wrong." I appreciate you, Michael. But CMC is healthy, and Debo, after getting paid, is out of shape with hammy injury. That's true, man. It's true. It's yeah. too bad. But you called it Michael Durant, apparently. Are you related to Duran Durant? No. <laughs> it's just one Duran. I feel like Jimmy did improve this year. Quarterback coach matters. I don't think there's any evidence to say that, sir. Gene, huh? Before this game, I felt like he was having his worst season as a pro. But it's still early. I think that's... Yeah, TBD. But interesting thought. Silly Joke says running CMC three times in garbage time was insane and classic Shanahan. No reasoning and totally reckless. Most overrated coach in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. 
But that, I mean, he reckless. just won big. So what are we going to do? Like criticize him? You can't. It's, it's no fun. Somebody needs to take him aside. Like John Lynch, pull him aside, man. And like they did it with Bosa. I think it was against the Panthers. The game was over and they got Bosa, who's who's dealing with a hammy, still in the game. Like, Doesn't it just show you how Kyle has – it just shows how there's no no one who can tell him no. He's not afraid of anyone in the organization. He can do whatever the hell he wants. That's not good. Everybody needs to be accountable. You would think like Jed would call him and be like, what the hell are you doing? Like if Al Davis were the owner or Eddie D and Kyle did that, I'm thinking there would be a meeting the next day. Yeah. The, the picks I gave up, the money I'm spending, what the yeah. hell are you doing? Al Davis would do it, I'm thinking. But Jed, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Pull Maybe he's only tough with Harbaugh. Huh? Yeah. Pull your star players out when the game is over, Shanahan. Please. Yeah, Sean McVay had to learn the hard way. Pass the killer rolling left was filthy rye guy. Right. Says Flav. Hey, it was good, Flav. It was a good Yeah, it was guy. nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It's a good play. I'm gonna I'm really enthusiastic. People like get mad at me for being negative. I'm negative when the Niners give me a reason to be negative. I'm positive when they give me a reason to be positive. I'm gonna call Jimmy when he makes mistakes, I'm gonna point him out. When he does good, I'm gonna point it out. That's called being fair, man. So Flav, you're right. That was a great pass. Roberto Duran is my uncle. Oh wow. That's tight. Thank you, Michael. My dad covered his fights. Um, Sean O'Leary says, I see rest of the way. Cards win. Saints win. Fish loss. Bucks win. Hawks loss. Washington team win. Raiders win. Cards win. So 10 and 7. Second the NFC West. Never as bad as they look in uh, in L or as good as they look in a W. Um Two wins over the Cardinals, win over the Saints, win over the Bucks. Maybe. We'll see. We shall see. But I feel you on that. Never get too high or too low is what he's saying. Need to trade Kinlaw for whatever we can get. I think they missed the boat on that. Hard to trade someone who's on IR. If not impossible. Yeah. Okay, I have another question for you. So it looks like the NFC West is going to come down to the Niners or the Seahawks. Not to write off the, the Cardinals yet. They're talented too, but it looks like the two best teams in the NFC West are the Niners and the Seahawks. And the Seahawks are in first place. They've won three in a row, and they've beaten the Chargers. They smoked the Chargers two weeks ago, and they just beat the Giants, who are very good. The Niners haven't beaten anyone good except the Seahawks, which is very interesting. So how do you think, which team do you think will win this division? You don't have to answer that question, but how do you think these teams match up, stack up? Well, the difference I was looking at them, the real, the real biggest difference is um, 49ers defense is ranked the fifth best in the NFL. Seahawks defense is ranked the 26th best in the NFL. The 49ers score only 22 points per game. Seahawks score 26 per game. So the Seahawks, their offense as far as total yards, like the running game and passing game is almost identical uh, they're both doing about the same offensively from a yard standpoint, but the Seahawks are better at putting the ball in the end zone and scoring. And the 49ers have a much, much better defense. So I think Seahawks might be a little bit of a fool's, fool's gold. One thing you see with them is what's cool for the Seahawks and for the morale of the team is everybody wrote them off. Nobody expected them to be doing good at all. So they're exceeding expectations. So that's a great place to be in from a morale standpoint. Niners are not meeting their expectations. So it's a different 
mentality. Like Seahawks basically have nothing to lose at this point, right? It's like if we do good, no one expected to us. If we do bad, that's what everyone expected. It's like you can't lose. Where the 49ers have yet to meet expectations, uh, and it's more of a humbling position to be in when you, you're not playing up to your capabilities yet and you're losing teams like the Bears and the Broncos. Yeah, the, the Seahawks are very intriguing. I mean, starting with their offense, they've had DK and Tyler Lockett for a long time, good weapons. They lost Rashad Penny, but Kenneth Walker looks like a really good runner, and Geno Smith looks like a better quarterback than Jimmy, at least now. Um, better athlete, better arm, better quarterback. Let's talk about Seattle's defense because, yeah, their numbers look bad, but they started off very slow. If you look at the last three weeks – They've given up 15 points per game, which is fifth best in the league. And they do have some talent. They have two really good corners, Tariq Woolen and Michael Jackson. Tariq Woolen's given up a, a pass rating of like 44 this year. So what happens with Pete Carroll defense is often they get better as the year goes on because he's a good coach. So like this is a really, really well-coached team. The Niners are more talented than the Seahawks, but they do it's an they have more talent than I than I think people realize. I thought they were tanking. Everyone thought they were tanking. And now you look at them, you're like, ooh, actually, you, you're pretty, you're not a bad team. Definitely not a bad team, and they're a well-coached team. So the Niners have to face them in Seattle. That's not easy. And they haven't faced the Rams yet. They get two games against the Rams coming up. So it's going to be, a, I think it's going to come down to the wire between the Niners and the, Rams, and the Seahawks. I don't think the Seahawks are going away. I think they've won three in a row. Yeah, they're definitely a hotter team than the 49ers yeah. are right now. And if- beat the Giants. Man, if the Seahawks win the NFC West and the 49ers don't, yeah, what? man, that just shows you right there. I mean, if Pete Carroll can win the NFC West with that team yeah. versus the 49ers losing the NFC West with this team, that's an indictment on on Kyle Shanahan, and that that has to be that has to put him on the hot seat at least for year seven. I've always said that you know even if Kyle Shanahan is horrible, they miss the playoffs, they're gonna give him that Trey Lance excuse, and he's gonna get one more year. Uh, but if you let the Seahawks win the NFC West and beat you, at least split one and one, that's an indictment on Kyle Shanahan, in my opinion, and he's going to be on hot seat next year. Yeah, so it's wide open. They're just one game behind the Seahawks, and they've beaten the Seahawks already. Yeah. But I do think the Seahawks are a better team now than they were then. The defense seems to have figured something out in the last few weeks. They they went against the Chargers. They went against the, the Cardinals. And uh, the Giants, three teams that are pretty good. So it doesn't mean that, that they'll beat the Niners, but the Niners have trouble in Seattle. And Seattle has two more games against the Rams. A bunch of easy games as well. Very similar schedule. And, and so, who, who has more pressure, if you think about it? The 49ers to do what they're supposed to do, what everyone predicted they, they would do, or the Seahawks who have nothing to lose? Yeah, and you know, the Niners, they could be better than the Seahawks, but still lose the division because they lost to Chicago and Denver and Atlanta. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah, like, everyone's like, those games don't matter. They absolutely matter. Could matter really They absolutely matter. Like, the Seahawks have lost to the Niners and the Saints and Atlanta. That's interesting. Um, but they've beaten – they beat Denver. They beat Detroit. They beat Arizona. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Giants. So, they don't have as many, like, embarrassing losses as the Niners, which is why they're taking care of business and in first place. Still, yeah. the Niners probably should be able to win this division. Good news. We always thought this was the best division in the NFC. No, it sucks. And the best ones in the in the East. Yeah. 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 But I mean they beat the Bear they beat the freaking Giants and they beat uh who else Chargers. they beat? They, they beat the Giants and they beat the Chargers. Two really good teams. I mean, 
Yep. Says a lot. Yep. 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 So that's going to be a very interesting match matchup in Seattle when they Thursday night game. Going to be interesting. And Patio 63 says, my dog Grant, been a minute since I caught a live show. Love you, my boy. You're the greatest reporter in the game. Wow, thank you very much. That just got nicer and nicer as it went on. <laughs> Swan Song says, whatever Jimmy Garoppolo does well, uh, cue Jimmy cycle of death meme. Yeah, I guess he was had uh, underdog mentality. We should have yeah. seen that, right? He was favored to lose, underdog mentality. Yeah. I love that. Sup, Swan. Sup, Swan. Timothy says, Kyle scared to pull players because Lions disaster. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Last year? Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Maybe. Sean O'Leary says, one other thing. Has it been two years in a row? Buda Baker has put Kittle on the IR. No dirty hits. Not what I'm saying, but dude gets Kittle hurt. Yeah, Buda, Buda Baker, they match up, and Buda Baker hits hard. That's a good point. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, Cisco Kid says, that CMC TD throw, I bet Trey throws that pass at CMC's feet and ruins that play. JK, JK, or am I? Also, like I said, CMC is a weapon. Okay, not a running back. Um, true, and I guess that makes the trade more palatable, but he still plays a lot of running back, and that means you got to keep him healthy for the first time for a running back on this team. B. White, thank you. C. Turley. I don't see what you both see. Seattle beating AZ, overrated New York New York Giants, and the Chargers isn't impressive. Niners blow out Chargers in two weeks. So what's impressive that the 49ers have done? Thank you. You just wrote off the, the Niners' entire resume. The most impressive thing the Niners have done this year is beat the Seahawks, who you say aren't good. So I guess we should just totally write off, not write off the Niners, but just forget everything we think we know. Which is what we, Anyway... It's going to be interesting. It's a bye week. So we have to talk hypotheticals and really do an, an autopsy of the team to see what they are, good or bad. Will Ward stay at nickel? Yeah, I think so. Until someone gets hurt. Sorry, Ward. Let's bring him on the let's bring him on the show. See how, see how he really feels. You think he'll do it? Oh, that'd be great. That'd Try be great. it. Try it. All right, everyone. Um that's the show. Thanks for watching. What you got going on today, Ryan? Uh, I, I did, we did our morning show this morning. Um, tomorrow I got uh, Booby Dixon and uh, Rich Kelts on my morning show. I'm live every morning at 8 a.m. So if you guys want to check that out, that'd be cool. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everyone. I'll see you later. Have a good day. Whew.